Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. I have uh, lots of questions uh, to share with you, which reminds me of the, uh, of the great story where a rabbi is teaching his students, and he says to them at the end of the class that you can ask me any question you want. So they go around the classroom, and everyone asks a question of the rabbi, until they come to one student that turns to the rabbi and says, Rabbi, what, what is the answer to life? And the rabbi says, that's such a beautiful question. Why would you want the answer to it? Which is both a joke and an important lesson. Most of the things that shape our lives are better informed by the questions and the answers. And so this morning, I'm going to present a number of questions to you, but I'm going to be self-defeating in that I'm going to try to give an answer as well. The question that arises for this morning is the big question, and that is, we read the story of Noah, the flood, the sinning of humanity, the destruction of the world, and all the subsequent stories that flow from that, and it's important to remember that what we read in the Chumash, in the printed Bible, is not exactly what's in the Torah itself. Now, the words are the same, but the format is different. In our printed Bibles, we have chapters, we have verses, we have page numbers. The Torah, of course, the scroll, has none of that. And because there's none of that, that there are no chapters listed, there are no verses numbered, where something begins and where something ends is not apparent to us when we read the scroll. It's only apparent to us when we read the printed Bible. And the reason for that is a long story. We're not going to get into it now. Last week, at the very end of the Torah reading, which in some respects could be seen as a preface to what we read this morning, we hear these words, Adonai, that God regretted creating humanity. God said to itself, people seem to be bad. Why did I do this? Which is a shocking thing. Because if God is God, what's that famous little poem or thought by Kant? If God is God, then God is God. And what is Kant trying to say, the German philosopher? If God is God, then God is God. Meaning, God should have known everything from the beginning to the end to know if it was something good to do in the first place. So how could God end up re repenting something if God had known what it would be? Once again, questions. <laughs> the answer is found in other questions, I think. And so I want to direct our attention this morning in the few short moments I have. I want to direct your attention not to the Torah reading to this morning. The Torah reading for this morning, the story of Noah, in my mind, is the setup to the big question. And really what we see is a cascading of other questions that will lead us to further appreciate the depth of what's happening here and what it means for me and you as human beings. Last week in the Torah reading, which is the opening verses of the book of Genesis, which are the opening verses, of course, of the entire biblical record, all 24 books of the Hebrew Bible search and find their beginning in what we read last week. We know famously so 
that the story of creation spans over, we are told, in particular six days of actual creative activity. The seventh day, we are told, that God ceases from work, and God rests. And that's what we're doing here in Shabbat morning. Over the course of those six days, we are told, in a non-scientific format, because this is not a science story, it's not a science book, it's a book of faith. It tells us all the things that are created, that the earth that we live on, the separation of dry land to water, that the sun and the night are separated from each other, that plants and grass and fish and birds, all the things that fill the earth, are created. And famously, after each day of creation, it appears that the Torah tells us that God looks back on what was created and what, is good, what does God say? God says that it was good. God saw that he created light and darkness, and it was good. God created the fish that filled the waters, and it was good. After seemingly almost, almost every step of creation, God looks back and it says, and it was good. And then at the very end of the story of creation, just before the Shabbat, the Sabbath begins, God looks back and says, that everything was not just tov, good. It was tov me'od. It was very good. But here's the question that comes from this. On the sixth day, we are told that humans are created. For the record, not just humans are created on the sixth day. At the very beginning of the sixth day, the Torah tells us that mammals were created. After the, after the mammals are created at the beginning of the sixth day, God says it was, it was good. Vayitov, it was good. And then God goes to create humanity, telling us that humans are created with Selim Elohim, in the image of God. And after God creates humanity, there is no, and it was good. To be honest with you, and I have to be, of course, honest, some people suggest, some suggest that the very end of the story of this narrative where God looks back and sees everything and says that it was very good is reflecting on the creation of humanity. Because the same word that spells the word Adam in Hebrew, Adam, also spells the word ma'od, which means very, very good. But if you actually look at the text of the reading, it doesn't say that. It appears to tell us that after humans are created, that it wasn't good. There is no reflection by God to say how good it was. Now, if you're a pessimist, I assume you're not because you're in shul. Usually people who attend houses of worship tend to be more optimists than pessimists. But let's just say, for example, you were a pessimist. You would certainly be led down the road into believing that humans are the problem, not the solution. 
that humans wreak havoc and destruction on the world and that we need to be, we need to be solved because we're not the solution. But I think the, some of the answer is found in the course of, the, of this narrative about the creation of the world. Because there's one other place in time where after things are created, God doesn't say it was good. And that's after the second day. After the second day, the waters have not yet been separated. The waters up top, the waters down below, the land being pulled back to make it dry. And so it wasn't completed yet. And so God doesn't say, Vaitov, that it was good. Because it wasn't yet done. It wasn't completed. And so I want to suggest to you that the reason why at the end of the creation of humanity that God doesn't say that it's good is because we are not completed. The paradox of human life is found that we are both incomplete and also created in the image of God. How could you be both at the same time, you could ask? And I would say to you that the paradox on some level is resolved by saying that humanity, man and woman, humans, are both the created and we're the creator. That humans are incomplete as a story, both as, a, as humanity as a whole and us as individuals. You will not be the same person next year that you are now. I promise you, if you are, you have troubles. We change constantly. The things that we thought that were important to us when we were 20, when you're 30, you go, what was I thinking? And the things that you thought that were important to you when you were 40, when you turned 50, you go, oh my gosh, what did I waste my time on that? In other words, we constantly live our lives in the suspension of thinking that whatever we think now is important is in fact important. But we know deep down inside, in hindsight, that it won't be important to us, that something will take its place. Humans, we are told, are an incomplete story. We are ever unfolding on the stage of the universe. And that is the reason why we are created in the image of God. Because as God never unceasingly is creating the universe, so too are you by creating yourself. God looks back and repents, so to speak, on the creation of humanity because it reminds us that we weren't quite where we should be. And so I want to conclude with the words of a German poet. His name was Goethe. And uh, if you ever get a chance to go to Berlin, and if you come with me, if I'm ever able to go back, um, there's a statue of Goethe in Berlin. And at the base of the statue is this beautiful, inspiring quote. Goethe says that if you take a man as he is, he will fall short of what he should be. But if you show a man what he could be, 
he will arrive to where he should be. The Torah reminds us once again this morning to always aim high and that our story is ever unfolding. Shabbat Shalom.